The Healing the City podcast is a ministry of the Village Church in Tucson, Arizona. If you enjoy the Healing the City podcast and wish to support it financially, you can go to villagersonline.com, click the We Give tab, and follow the instructions. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Healing the City podcast. In this episode, I talk with Corey Gilchrist about what it's like to walk through a nervous breakdown, some of the experiences he had, and how God has brought him out on the other side. So you have been back in Tucson for how many years? Uh, We came back in 2014. 2014, so six, seven, seven, seven years or so. Um, and at the village, you have been an elder, you have preached. At the moment, you're leading what we call pilgrim groups, so you have a men's pilgrim group that you lead. Um, well, you've pretty much done everything from most recently cleaning out the closets of the village. Yep, I've joined the, the B team. The B team, whereas it's now been demoted to the B minus team. But yeah, you know, um, I don't even know how that joke came up. But anyway. But you've also had kind of a journey that where you, um, well, yeah, where, where you had some really extremely vulnerable spaces in front of this community where you, I mean, you, you stepped down as an elder and uh, right before we got on air, we were talking about the drumming circle where that happened and, and I said something like, well, I wish I had some video of that and you said, uh, yeah, if it wasn't me, I would have liked some video of that. But right. it's really hard to be the one who's weak and the one who's the center of the story. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of having to wrestle with being somebody who was is recognized as a leader and and who is now saying, I, I, there are parts of me that are broken. And I was wondering, I mean, if you could talk a little about that and we could tell a little bit of that story together and... And uh, you were an elder for how long? Probably oh, gosh. Two years? Two years, yeah. yeah. And during that time, you were also probably in the most stressful point in chaplaincy at St. Joe's. Yes. You and I were meeting every week. Um, and it was, yeah, you were pretty stressed. <laughs> yeah. I was so stressed that, you know, we had to have our elder meetings in the basement cafeteria of the hospital. That's right. That's right. Um, and so it, 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 in the fall of 2019, things kind of came to a head yeah. for you. Can you just talk a little bit about how, what was going on and sure. what happened? Yeah. Um, I think in the fall of 2019, it was, I, I had an accumulation of, of issues, um, between having some sleep problems, having a high stress job and having a resistance to help, to asking for help. Mm. Um, yeah, I had a pretty sizable breakdown. Um, you know, healthcare workers talk about burnout as something where people just kind of quit their jobs right. and they reassess their careers. Um, but the burnout that I experienced was so intense that. I I found myself really having like a, a mental health crisis. Mm. 
So in addition to really needing to distance myself from my work, I needed to lean into having people help me. So yeah, the drumming circle in our, our, our community gathering um, fall 2019, yeah, I had confessed to our, our community that, that I was really on the verge of uh, catastrophe. And having confessed that and, and asked for help, you know, to say, you know, I need, I'm, I'm taking, uh, you know, I'm stepping down from being an elder. I'm taking uh, a leave of absence from leadership. Um, that was really scary for me. And even mm. having a, a crisis of faith, you know, because I thought that Jesus was the type of God that he shows up for you when you need him and you just got to cry out. Um, you read about it in scripture and you witness other people doing that. But when you experience that for yourself, when you, when nothing you try works mm. um, and you find yourself crying out to Jesus, it's really, really painful um, because <laughs> if you grow up thinking that the more competent you are, the, the more secure you are, then when you run out of competency, you fear that you will have no security. Mm. And that was really my, my biggest fear, that I thought that my, I was going to be rejected by people that have had a history of not rejecting me ever. <laughs> <laughs> and all of, these, all of these fears, you know, that, that God wasn't going to be the type of God I needed him to be. It was, a, it was a scary time. It was a scary time. And, yeah, I really lost a sense of myself. Um, yeah, I had some really scary moments within my in my home where I, I felt like I couldn't I couldn't control my mind like I really was um, having a mental uh, yeah like a, like becoming mentally ill right something that I that I thought I could cognitively outthink right um, and leaving my job at the hospital was a, a really good first step. My friends came around me and really poured into me, and, and I asked them to prayerfully, prayerfully consider um, speaking into what I should do about that job. And I got 25 people together to do that, and 25 people said, you have to leave this job or else you will die. And that was, that was, that was it. <laughs> you know, That was what it took for me to, to leave that job. Um, and, and to wait, you know, to wait for God to, to help me. Uh, I mean, to be in therapy, to have a really supportive partner and to have a community that loves me is a really good start right. for, for healing and for right. recovery. But what I really experienced was like, it, it felt like I was outside in a rainstorm and I had fallen into a mud puddle and I'm just like sucked up into the mud and it felt like Jesus had like come up in front of me and like bent down into that mud mm -hmm. and picked me up and said, let's keep going. Let's keep going together. And him just like kind of picking me up by the, like behind the arms mm -hmm. and just helping me through that. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's the Jesus that I know now. And that's also a really painful Jesus to know um, because everything that I felt like I built myself on had kind of dissolved. 
whether it was my my punctuality, my competency, my appearance, you know, the the committees that I was serving on, my resume, you know, my my degree, my certifications, like those things are all they're all garbage. They don't mean anything. And what actually means something was this story of like Jesus scooping me up and saying, let's keep going. Mm. And part of that was not not being a not working as a chaplain, being a stay-at-home dad, letting my wife earn our family income, all, you know, alone, asking for a friend to hire me on as, um, you know, a, a, a builder, a help, you know, just to, just to get out of the house and right. and do some do some construction, and to have that fellowship, have that close relationship. Right. Um, it was it was humbling, but that's 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 what I needed, or else I was. You know, really going to end up, you know, in an institution, you know, or or living separated from my family. It was scary. Yeah. So you made the choice to submit in a lot of different areas and to let go. At what point did you realize, like, okay, I'm God has picked Jesus has picked me up and he's moving me along and and I'm turning the corner because you know in that midst of being carried by Jesus the corner doesn't always feel like it's right in the next step it's it's a ways out yeah how did you like when did you feel that what was that like where you're like oh wow like I am I've I've moved to a new space um and then kind of what what took you then to step back into chaplaincy and well, part of it is realizing that I'm not, um, like I really struggled to be a stay-at-home dad and fulfill that role. It's really hard. So <laughs> respect to all stay-at-home parents. It's way easier to go to a hospital and watch people die and bleed out and code in front of you than it is to supervise two little kids for a, for a whole day, you know? <laughs> I, I just want to take a moment and let's just... <laughs> Did you all hear that he just <laughs> told you? <laughs> it's really, really, really hard. It's really hard. Mm. Um, so coming to, to the realization that you know I'm I'm not I'm not built for that, or you know I need a lot of training right. when it comes to to being a, a full time parent, you know, stay at home yeah. parent. Yeah. Um, and also just having more time with people in the community and having them pour into me. Um, you know, being in with a therapist that can provide insight is helpful. But what I've realized that what I need to change is consistent love from mm. people that are dedicated to me. Yeah, in community. Yeah, and and won't won't give up on me even if you know I'm I'm nasty to them and I was nasty to people, and we have walked through repair. And our relationship is, you know, exponentially deeper than it could have been without that. Yeah. But I, in the six months I, I took off, you know, it was like a sabbatical, right? Yeah. I experienced God healing me in a way that it, it's, it's, it's hard to describe in words. Right. Because what I – I'll try my best. <laughs> but we're going to um, try, right? Yeah. Now. I mean, I've I tried – you know, antidepressants mm-hmm. and, you know, the idea is that my brain chemistry is one way, the antidepressants affect me and my brain chemistry is a different way because of them. Like, yeah, that's the, that's my, under, 
that's that's it's my not a bad that's my physio that's, there's my physio uh two at one speaking yeah <laughs> but what i what I, well i realized a couple of things one is that antidepressants don't work for me and two is that i really did need a neurological shift in order to retain my marriage and continue to live a functional life and and that's what those six months were about Right. We're about asking God to heal my mind. And he did. I felt like hmm. the old had gone and was going and the new had come and was coming in a way that, like, it's hard to chart. Right. And my wife will say something like, um, it looks like the lights came back on, Corey. Um. I lost you there for a while, and now you're back. Mm. And there, I'm sure there's a better metaphor for it, but I, I had these experiences where I, I, wasn't, I wasn't myself. Like, there was a day that I wanted to give my son a haircut, <laughs> and I just shaved his head. And my wife came back from work horrified, and she's like, what, what have you done to our son? And literally all I could say was, I don't know. I don't know what I've done. It was like I was in a fugue state. It was a, it was a scary, scary time. But I knew, which was the scariest part, that something was really wrong and that mm. I needed help. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, my son wasn't damaged from that. No. And we look back on it now. And you laugh. You laugh at it, but you also realize that was a really scary time. Yeah, definitely. It was a really scary time. And Colleen and I will have a really nice date. And she'll say, this was a a really nice date. And two years ago, that was a really hard time. Mm. And, And that actually used to feel really hurtful to me as if I am indebted to her for the that time that I was not myself, but I'm realizing now how much sweeter it is to have um, joy, you know, joyful times, positive experiences, pleasant memories compared to what it was like when, yeah, you know, we, I, I had to almost move out of our home cause it was, yeah. it was that bad. Yeah. So you came to the point where it sounds like you met Jesus in a really new way. And in a way that was very tangible to you and something that you could anchor yourself to. Yes. And hold on to and retell and, and connect to. Um, and you also decided that full-time father, home, stay-at-home fatherhood <laughs> was not not your job unless you went and got certified. <laughs> right. <laughs> did some, did some, uh, Do some parenting classes yeah. for sure. Yeah. So you, but and also you are a good chaplain and good with people, and so you step back in. Was there anything you're what? The, well, I'm sure there was, but what were some of the things that you were afraid of going back in? Because you just had the six month sabbatical, and now, I mean, it didn't actually take you that long to, I mean, actually find a job. I I know it took a little bit, but it wasn't. You found one, yeah, and a good one in the middle of uh, yeah, the summer 2020. Yeah. Crazy. When most people were losing their jobs. Yeah. You you found one. And so what were some of the things you might were afraid of? Like coming back to, to be a chaplain? Yeah. Well, I was definitely afraid that it hadn't been enough time. Yeah. And that I was too it was just too soon. It was too yeah. soon to get back into seeing horrible things. Right. And being re traumatized. 
Um, another thing was that if it if it didn't work out, then it means that I I wasn't cut out for this, right. and that my identity wasn't going to be wrapped up in my career, right? And that I'd have to you know start over. I'd have to figure it out for myself again, mm. or that I was going to you know actually hurt people through this career through this right. job right. because of what had happened before yeah i was going to be so hyper vigilant you know to avoid the burnout that i would actually end up hurting people and what i had really admired about you going back in is that you did set boundaries for yourself um and it doesn't seem like you have set them to the point where you don't care for people but what were some of the boundaries that you decided I need to hold on to these? I mean, you gave us a few of them, your phone, how you deal with time off and some other ways that you care for yourself. But were there some initial boundaries? You're like, I just can't do this. Like this is, uh, this is a, um, I'm not doing this. It's not, there's no options here. Well, I mean, you have to know your role in healthcare. You can't be all things to all people. And sometimes I will actually say that phrase, whether it's just to myself or if I'm expected to be more than what I am, you know, signed up to do. Um, Now, it's it's funny being a trained therapist and not being a licensed therapist because I get to play that card if I need to. If somebody is looking to me for a therapeutic intervention, I may think... I know the exact therapeutic intervention that would benefit you, but I can say, you know, I'm not, I'm not a licensed mental health professional, um, but I can refer you to some really reliable sources and we can get you that, that help. So I get to be, I get to wear one hat and that's a chaplain hat. That's nice. I mean, when I was in the hospital, it was, you know, uh, the, you know, the ethics, you know, the ethics you know committee chair hat you know as a friend you know i some of my friends came to the hospital they were patients right and i was wearing too many hats right and in this new role i have told myself i will wear one hat and that is a chaplain hat and as soon as i'm asked to wear a different hat i'm gonna i'm gonna stop and i'm gonna say you know let me find the right person for you and that doesn't mean that i'm incapable that means that i'm i'm actually protecting myself and I'm setting appropriate boundaries, and I'm loving others better. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's probably one of the coolest things going back in that I've seen in you is that you're you're not trying to play a whole bunch of roles. Right. You're just doing your one, and you're finding a lot of other spaces outside of chaplaincy to like wear good hats. Dad who fixes things. Right. You know, backpacker, camper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you you good hats that that are enjoyable and keep you healthy, right? And I think that's that's really a really cool thing. And having intentionality about time and place for each hat. Yeah, yeah. Well, kind of in wrapping things up, one question I'd have for you, you know, if we could just lay aside the chaplaincy thing for a second and really just think about sort of the 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 mental kind of breakdown and sort of that process. Um, If somebody's headed there or in the midst of that, is there anything, well, what are some of the encouragements you could offer them in the process? Because they haven't come around the corner like you. And 
I mean, obviously, you still have stuff that you wrestle with and struggle with. It's not like you're dancing and everything's beautiful and there are right. you know, ladybugs wherever you go <laughs> um, buzzing around you. But But you have stepped into some really true healing and you're walking in it. But others are behind you looking at you, hoping that they can be in your place at some point. What would you say to them? Yeah. Well, transparency is really um, it's it's one of those one of those things that makes relationships really scary, but also really rich. Mm. And for me to just say to my you know to my pilgrim group, to my wife, to my to people who are close to me, to say, hey, these are the these are the struggles that I'm dealing with. And I don't need you to fix them, but I need you to know about them. That that has been really huge. Um, another thing is that we have to realize that we're not superheroes. Yeah. That we need food and we need water. We need sleep. We need exercise. We need physical touch. We need time. <laughs> we need uh, rhythms. We have basic needs, and if we don't have those, then everything else will fall apart. Mm. And, you know, I think about, like, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Of yeah. needs. And, and one that I think is maybe um, not, in, not in the right order is spiritual needs. Um, we need to have people praying for us, and we need to be engaging mm. with God. Um, I was I was so focused on being competent that 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 was where my worship, the part of my brain that worships that, it was applied to that, mm. and and I I had made no space for that. So yeah, an encouragement I, I would I would give to someone who's not quite at that corner would be to remember what has worked in your life and go back to that. Mm. Because there was a time when I felt pretty spiritually, uh, I wanted to say content, but I, I but maybe I, I felt alive, spiritually alive, where I had spent my time really pursuing God, meditating on Scripture, worshiping, you know, having conversations about God, and in that time, I thought, you know, in the dark, the dark time, I thought, you know, I could, I could figure this out. I can solve the puzzle. Mm. And what changed for me was just giving, you know, um, submitting that and saying, I can't figure this out. But what I know is that God is a good God and he loves me. And his scripture says this about me. This is specific to me. And these are the ways that God has healed me and is healing me. And I need to meditate on that. And that, that gave me hope. Corey, thank you. I guess to close things out, I would just say, hey, is there anything else you want to say on this podcast? <laughs> you got any? We covered a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I love being a chaplain. And what I love about it is that I get to do God's work and I get to have God's work done for, for me, to me, around me, mm. within me. Um, so 
you know, I, I used to feel really proud when people would say, oh, you're a chaplain? Oh, I could never do that. Oh, yeah, it takes a special person. Right, and I'd be like, right. oh, yeah, like, you know, spread it on. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I would feel so proud of that. Yeah. And um, it is a profession that is so rewarding and also so risky. So I would, in, I would, invite, I would invite others into chaplaincy into a formal chaplaincy. Now, additionally, I would invite people into informal chaplaincy. I, I spoke with a, a buddy of mine and and he said, you know, all my friends have these like amazing professions and all I do is, you know, this meaningless work. And we had talked a little bit about how actually chaplaincy or ministry or being a follower of Jesus, that can shine through whatever profession we're in. We can listen well. We can love well. We can do a spiritual assessment on somebody and think, how can I fit into, uh, you know, helping them in their in their quality of life? How can I be a light to them? And I think these things, when we give them a little bit of mental energy, we can, we can all grow into hmm. serving one another, you know, spurring, spurring them on. And you know, sometimes my coworkers, social workers or nurses, they'll say, oh, yeah, my patient really needed this, but, you know, I couldn't give it to him because I'm not a chaplain. And I say to them, you you actually can be, you can be the hands and feet of Jesus. And I would encourage you to look within yourself. Maybe you are being called to that. Maybe you are being called to being more of a chaplain to them than Chaplain Corey or, or whoever has got the title. So that's awesome. So yeah, and if you're interested in in being, you know, in you know, integrating chaplaincy or ministry into your into your field, I'd love that conversation. I'd love to to talk to you about it. Yeah, and Corey would be really good to talk to you about that. He's got lots of ideas. <laughs> I have a ton of ideas. Yeah, and I get really excited and really yeah. enthusiastic about it. I was just thinking when you were saying Chaplain Corey that. When I made my board game, there's one special character, and it's Chaplain Corey. Right. I made a whole category just for you. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Evangelon. Yep. Well, Corey, thank you so much. I just, as you were talking, there were times when I was chuckling and times where I was like trying to hold it in and not cry, you know, while you were talking and just remembering and also just seeing what God has done in your life is just so, so powerful and so beautiful and encouraging to me. It makes me think. So thanks, Corey, for doing this with me. Thank you, Pastor Eric. You're welcome. Well, signing off, guys. Bye. Bye. (laughs) You've been listening to the Healing the City podcast with Eric Seepin. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.